together. Always. Put him in cuffs. What? This way, please. I felt so betrayed. The moment I entered a new world, I was treated as a prisoner by people who I thought I could potentially trust. Marianne had taken me here, yet I was treated this way. The guards took us to this mysterious room. I really had no idea where we were. Were we in the middle of a tall city in the skyscraper? Were we in some secret underground base? I couldn't tell. There weren't any windows around. Sit here and await further instruction. Marianne, what is this? Why are they doing this to me? I'm sorry. I know you don't have any reason to trust me now, but I... Elijah, I am so sorry. I promise you that this isn't normally how we treat our guests. Again, I apologize. As you may have noticed, hospitality isn't the forte of many of our personnel here. Marianne, it's great to have you back safely. Now, Elijah, I realize that you must be very frightened right now, and understandably so, but I can assure you that you made the right decision by coming here with Marianne. Who are you, and where am I? Well, if you follow me, I can give you a better view of where you're at. I am Dr. Radcliffe, and I am the director and founder of the World Preservation Agency. You may know us as the World Preservation Association, but that name too is another censorship and mind control tactic utilized by the WCO. They want you to believe that we are a small faction of radicals who are against the idea of changing the past. But it is much more complex, as Marianne probably explained to you. The WPA, in fact, is a very large agency with connections all over the globe with special trained forces to keep the WCO in check. One day, we hope to eradicate them. As for now, we are the free world's last hope. Our agency is between an impressive globalist regime and liberty. This is where you play, Elijah. Dr. Radcliffe led us to a room labeled Observation Deck. I still had no idea where I was. Was I outside of New Boston? On a building on the coast? Or straight in the middle of downtown? The room that he led us to, three of its walls were made purely of glass. And as I walked up the few stairs past the entrance to the room, the light allowed my eyes to focus on what was outside the glass windows. Welcome to New Boston, and welcome to the free world. I'll give you two some time. He left, leaving Marianne and I alone. Outside the glass windows, hundreds of massive, beautiful, breathtaking skyscrapers stood before us. We appeared to be around 50 flights above ground, and in the very center of a city. I thought New Seattle was impressive, but this was a whole new level of astounding. I couldn't believe that I left everything I knew behind to be here. I was looking down at a prosperous nation rooted in liberty and free thought. Marianne looked me in the eyes and grabbed my hand. She smiled at me ever so dearly, and I smiled back at her. We then turned to look back at the city ahead of us. I knew that at that moment, there were going to be great challenges ahead. 
but I wanted the world to look like this. And I wanted the WCO to be eliminated. And I was going to fight for the world alongside Marianne. Together. Always. You're listening to Time Fashion, The Story of Elijah, Episode 5, Season Finale. Thank you for listening, and be on the lookout for the next season of the Time Fashion series wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Enjoy the show. sudden turn of events, ASA resident and WCO agent Elijah Maddox hey, is now reported Elijah. missing in oh, action. You might want to hear this. Following Come a here. mission that spiraled into chaos, the whereabouts of this teenage boy remain unknown with no leads in sight. Is he back here in 2108? The world may never know where or when this boy may be. ASA officials are conducting investigations and will provide updates whenever possible. Concern is mounting among Elijah's co-workers, Rob and Susan, who were now anxiously awaiting any information about his current status. Whatever happened to him, where or whenever he is, I just want to know that he's safe. That's all that matters to me. Elijah, if you're out there and you can hear this, please, just give us a sign. With New Seattle Post, I'm Janice Duke. Oh, my word. Rob and Susan, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do, Marianne. What was interesting was that a couple weeks had gone by, but the ASA neglected to assume that I was in the eastern provinces and that I had defected. But now, it was time to make a public appearance to the whole continent to let them know that I would fight for freedom. It was a late summer's night when I received a very special message, one that a typical 17-year-old does not receive. The president of the Eastern Provinces contacted me by sending me a video attachment to my email account that I viewed through my iHollow. I was living in an apartment the WPA had so generously provided for me, and it was in their headquarters. These apartments were only available to its employees, some nicer than others for those in higher authority positions. They usually charged their employees for rent, but they didn't charge me temporarily because they knew I came from virtually nothing and I was going to be part of a leading team that would liberate the continent from the shackles of the terrorist time-traveling faction in New Seattle. Anyways, I digress. President Roland Huxley sent me a very formal message that I received while I was relaxing on the couch with Marianne, who had come in to visit. Oh, wow. Um, who is President Roland Huxley? Um, that's our president here in the eastern provinces. Why ask? Well, it says I have a message from the President Huxley. What? Let me see that. Ow. Mr. Elijah, I apologize for the informality of this method of contacting you, but please take time out of your busy day to review this urgent message. Kind regards, President Roland Huxley. Hello, Elijah. I am the President of the Eastern Provinces of America. I admire your bravery in leaving everything behind to join a cause many are opposed to. Your decision to join Marianne will never be forgotten. And I want you to be written in our history books for younger generations to admire and learn about. Generations living in a world where maintaining their basic human rights is not a concern. 
I am aware Dr. Radcliffe has talked about partaking in a mission to take down the WCO. I imagine that no further details have been shared with you, for they have been allowing you to rest, acclimate to your new home, and prepare for the challenges ahead. I am here to tell you now that it is time to start the mission, and it begins with you publicizing yourself and letting the world know that you are alive and well and here to fight for freedom. This may be a challenge, but from what I know about you, I know you are servant-hearted and that you have a clear conscience as to what to do. To give you further information, at your earliest convenience, please meet Dr. Radcliffe, and he will escort you to the President's home to meet me in person. Thank you for taking time to view this message, and I am looking forward to your visit. Oh, wow, Elijah! This is a really big deal. I... I can't believe this. I... I don't know what to say. At that point, I'd begun to wonder what was going to become of the ASA and how they viewed the provinces. Surely it would open people's eyes about who the real enemy was. I felt so much pressure on me as the free world was relying on me exposing the WCO for who they really were. Marianne and I briskly walked to Dr. Radcliffe's office, which was 30 floors up and on the other end of the North Wing. Through the window of his office door, I could see him pacing back and forth, looking down at his eye hollow. Hey, it's us. Hello, Elijah. I suppose you are here because of the message you received from the President? Yes, sir. Excellent. Follow me, please. Our cab is waiting for us outside. Marianne, I'm sorry, but you'll have to remain here for this portion of the mission. Hey, I'll let you know as soon as I'm done. I'll see you later, okay? Okay. I'll be here. You don't have to worry about a thing, Elijah. President Huxley is a very pleasant man to be around. He is kind, professional, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I guess I'm just a little bit nervous about meeting people sometimes. Oh, no worries. He'll tell you what you need to say, and in the end you'll have a great connection with a very important person. You're going to make history, I just know it. And I believe in you, Elijah. Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. For the 20-minute car ride, it was mostly silent as I peered out the window, admiring the beautiful architecture of New Boston. At the very edge of the city, right on the coast, a beautiful Greek-style white mansion was there, gardens and ponds on elevated terraces lying all around it. It was beautiful. The cab entered the gate after being cleared by security. Next, it pulled through a turnaround with a fountain in the center. Arms in the air, please. You're good to go. Inside, all sorts of people who seemed to be of high importance were on the move. Some were walking briskly across hallways or upstairs. Some were standing still and on the phone. 
and some were exchanging electronic documents with each other through their eye hollows. Right this way, please. They led Dr. Radcliffe and I up the set of marble stairs, down the hallway, and up another set of stairs all the way to a set of wooden doors. Above it, a sign read, The Circle Office. We entered to see the same man I saw on the video, sitting at his desk in a large, perfectly circular room. There was so much old furniture, as well as paintings depicting the founding fathers of the USA. Such old artifacts, rescued from the now underwater District of Columbia, were even more fascinating to view in person. My heart was pounding. I was standing face to face with our president. When he laid his eyes on me, he smiled a warm smile and gestured his hands to the seats in front of his desk. Dr. Radcliffe, Elijah, it's a pleasure to have you both here. Elijah, I know you may be a bit overwhelmed right now, but believe me when I say this. It is an honor to have you in my office. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm honored to be here and to serve this country. You're not just serving this country, Elijah. You're serving the Allied States, the People's Republic of Mexico, and all other countries deprived of true liberty because you will be the leading voice of democracy right now. By showing your face to them, we hope to specifically end the oppression in the states and bring back liberty as it once was from coast to coast. Unveiling the true nature of the WCO is anticipated to incite a revolt within the states, ultimately weakening their government. This, in turn, would allow us to overcome them and reinstate democracy. While our hope is for a peaceful transition to freedom, Elijah as president, I must admit uncertainty about the outcome when you make your presence known. I aspire for the smoothest shift to freedom for the states, acknowledging that such transitions have rarely been peaceful in the history of nations gaining their freedom. Yes, sir. I, I understand. So, what do you need me to do exactly? Please have the honor of sitting in my chair. We will have a camera set up shortly. There will be a prompt in front of you for you to read. Of course, if there's anything you want to change, please do so. I want these words to come from your heart. I wrote them from what I know about you, but I want you to be the true judge of what to say. Okay. They look great. That's doable. I'm ready when you are, Mr. President. Excellent. I'll be standing right here. Don't let me distract you. Cameraman, commence recording. Recording in five, four, three. People of the world. People of the Allied States of America. I'm Elijah, and I used to work for the World Correction Organization in New Seattle, Washington. You might have been wondering what happened to me, where I went, or why I went missing. I'm here to tell you that I am alive and well, and in the eastern provinces of America. On my final night as a WCO agent in 1856, a horrible brawl broke out amongst the Mississippi town. A brawl that would not have happened if we had not interfered with history. However, I'm not here to lecture you about the dangers of time travel. I'm here to tell you that the WCO is not who they say they are. They are a faction rooted in self-interest and use their agents to change the past to help their organization only. They only seek power and to oppress others. It wasn't until that night that I realized that. So I ran. I ran with the WPA after a split-second decision to join them. 
and they took me in and are providing for me here. To be clear, I am not being held hostage or forced against my will to say what I'm saying. I'm here to tell you that you are the ones in great danger. The faction that rules your country will eventually crush you. They already are. If you think that your government is working for you to improve your lives and that the WCO is changing the world to help everyone, you are heavily mistaken. Look around you. Are you really living the lives that you so desire to pursue? You need to hear this from me and no one else in the provinces because I have first-hand knowledge about who the WCO really is because I used to be one of them. I am here to fight for you and we will take down the WCO. Hold fast, for Calvary is coming. Do you enjoy science fiction, action, and adventure? Tune in next time with Elijah for the second season of Time Faction to experience a thrilling and action-packed narrative and learn how Elijah transforms the destiny of a fractured America. Time Faction at War Coming soon to wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.